Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Hey guys, this is Mickey James and welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. On today's episode, we are announcing some of our favorite nominations of 2022 because you guessed it, the Busties are coming back. And um, also, our friend, Miss Ruby Soho, will be joining us as well on today's episode. So don't forget, you're listening to the Busted Open Podcast. January 11th, which is a Wednesday, we are bringing back something that we haven't done over the last few years. And that's the Busties. We are going to do, and we're going to... We're going to bring it back, and we're bringing it back in a big way. So January 11th, we're doing the Busties, where we hand out our awards for Wrestler of the Year, Best Match of the Year, you know, yada, yada, yada. We're going to be doing that on January 11th. So I'm looking forward to doing that with the nation. Me too. Is yada, yada category is the best Seinfeld moment that shows kind of yada, yada is the category. I feel like I could win the yada, yada category. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, you we would are win the you know what I mean category. You know what I mean. <laughs> well, we are going to have a couple of categories that we're not going to pick. We're gonna we're gonna let the fans choose the nominees, but we're going to pick the winners. But there are two categories that it's all about the nation, and that right. is interview of the year. What the nation felt was our best interview this year in 2022. But also busted open moment of the year. What moment on this show did they feel was the absolute best in 2022? Oh wow! Interesting. Yeah. That'll uh-huh. definitely need the nation to help me out with. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Tommy, because what we're doing on the show today is that we, along with the nation, are going to come up with our nominees for our busties on January 11th. Like I said, January 11th, we want this to be the biggest award show in pro wrestling history. We want to put the Slammies to shame. And the <laughs> only way we're able to do it, it was with help from the Busted Open Nation. So today, you, myself, and Mickey are going to break down each category. We're going to give what we feel should be the nominees, but we're also going to open up the phones for the nation. And then we're going to come up with the nominees. And then we're going to announce the nominees on our show on January 4th. We'll announce the nominees and then we'll have our award show on January 11th. What we're doing today and what we're going to do over the course of the next couple of weeks until we get to the 4th 
is that we're going to ask help from the Busted Open Nation. We want to know who you feel should be the nominees for these categories. And the first category that we're going to tackle is female wrestler of the year. So, Mickey, I'll ask you first because, Mickey, I don't know. I've been watching you over these last few months on this last rodeo. You know, who do you think is female wrestler of the year for 2022? You know, I did take a look at all of these um, categories and I was like, oh, I might have a chance here. I better clear clear a space <laughs> on my mantle. I might have a shot here, uh, but I certainly would never nominate myself um, for female wrestler of the year. I think I would like to nominate um, Roxanne. I think that her coming into NXT, I think the um, popularity that in this, even in the short time that she's been able to generate and to really connect with the fans and um, her matches, but just her in-ring ability itself. uh, I know it's only been a short time, but I think that she's done uh, a lot of monumental things in such a short time. And I think next year she's just going to uh, blow it out of the water. So I'm really excited about that. But I I think that she's kind of uh, um, an odd pick probably from, if you guys think about it, just because she hasn't been on television that long, but I'm just thinking about from ring of honor to kind of going in this unknown territory to then coming into NXT and then, completely killing it since she walked in the door and now being the champ. I mean, what a way to wrap up this year. Um, So yeah, I'm nominating her. I really like the nomination and you know, like you said, the journey from where she started at the beginning of 2022 and then ending it now as your NXT women's champion. And man, you, you look at who you could pick. Like we, you guys were talking about fantasy football before. If you were having a draft, for 2023, it would be hard not to take somebody like Roxanne Perez because I feel the sky's the limit for Roxanne because I feel she's going to have a big, big 2023. I mean, who knows? Maybe by the end of next year, she might find herself on the main roster. She Absolutely. might. Yeah. She had one hell of a year, though. She really has. She really has. I loved her sit-down interview she did last night with Booker T., and for a lot of people uh, that want to criticize Booker's commentary to be over the top, Booker's always uh, over the top in the back. But last night you saw the real Booker T that yeah. myself, Mickey James, love yeah. Booker T. And that that interview was great because he was he was beaming. He was beaming with pride. Mm-hmm. And the fact that <clears throat> we live in a whole new world in professional wrestling, especially with the WWE, um, with them talking about ring of honor, them talking about, you know, her Booker T's own, uh, you know, wrestling company, reality of wrestling and her journey of where it all began and and all that stuff to where she is, uh, an amazing, amazing, uh, segment and and a, a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how crazy is that Tommy? Because if you think back to, um, even let's say like when I debuted, they would, we would never have a conversation about, my history at ring of honor you OVW know we didn't exist for you OB, obw i <laughs> mean that was their, their developmental like system hidden treasure it's just like oh this girl just appeared out of nowhere we found her in richmond virginia you know it's like you would never discuss um a history within another company uh on ww and that just shows how much they've grown and like open-minded in the sense that 
you know, they would, they don't have to mention the ring of honor. They don't have to mention all those things. I know fans are very aware of that, but there's a lot of fans that aren't aware, you know, that's like only a small percentage that know her history, that where she came from. So to be able to still have those conversations and connect with those audiences who have followed her from that, you know, from those different federations to kind of find her here and are so excited for her because they feel like they've been on, on the ride with her the whole time. It's really cool. And it's really cool progressive i think to see how far the company has come to be able to have these conversations about all of these different places you know especially that that ip known as ring of honor is owned and runs pay-per-views outside of you know against the wwe you know right and so it is it's i mean they never really mentioned wcw uh, because of that philosophy of, hey, you don't mention the other company, mm-hmm. you know, why would you give them credit? But you have to talk about people's, you know, past to where they're coming to. I mean, hell, I lived it with th- this person from, you know, when people are chanting ECW, they're they're not acknowledging it. You right. know, when you have an entire building or I remember Rob Van Dam, which, you know, his chance went from ECW to RVD, but it, it's just they don't that was it was just a different time and yeah. as opposed to you know today which is it, it's progressive it, it's how it should be and right. uh you know everyone moving forward because not that we all have to work together but you have to acknowledge people's you know past because it's part of their journey and she's had an amazing journey yeah she really has and i think and- these days you know fans are so much more smart than you know they they're on top of everything they know they're educated, you know, they know her story. So to not acknowledge it and to pretend like it didn't happen, you know, the the, the fans are going to know that. And I, I think they're making the right decision by giving the history of somebody like a Roxanne Perez. It's just good yeah. to do yeah. that. Yeah. Plus uh, it's just good to see Booker so happy. Right. Like, and, and I think as a trainer, there's got to be a certain, um, satisfaction or, or like gratification that you get when you, um, especially cause he's had so much success in the business. Right. And I mean, Tommy, you've trained a lot of people, so you can, I'm sure that you can relate to this, but there's, it's gotta be a different feeling when you train someone who then goes on and starts to pay, carve their own way and become successful. And, um, you know, you, you know, that you help build the foundation for that. There's like a sense of pride that goes along with that. And it's much different. I've helped so, so many. Um, but when you're taking someone from day one Mm -hmm. and nurturing them from like, you know, Hey, I saw their first bump. I was there for all of that. Or, you know, how special it is when it's like, I had that person's first match or, you know, it it is, it just takes it next level. And uh, again, that's what you saw last night, uh, with Roxanne Perez and, the, the future and the sky is the limit for, I mean, even like when they were talking about, you know, her age and starting and even, you know, showing the pictures of her, I believe it was meeting Natty, uh, you know, standing there online. I mm-hmm. love that stuff. I mean, you, you've seen so many, that's the real influence that, you know, you don't realize it until it happens. And, you know, everybody had, you know, 99% of everybody's been a fan, man. I, I just last night finished watching the second Undertaker uh, on Broken Skulls. And, you know, I knew what a big fan that he was of professional wrestling growing up. And then you have Steve Austin, you know, talking about it uh, as well. 
And it's just, you know, this is why the majority of us get in it just because of, you know, hey, we want to be a part of this. We want to believe. And, you know, he, you know, Taker talking about sitting there. I'm going there to scare the original Sheik and I'm going to scare and like I'm going to, you know, we're going to stand our ground. Uh, and then all of a sudden here comes the Sheik and him and his buddy run like little uh, babies because <laughs> the Sheik scared the shit out of him. Right. You know, the, these are why. I mean, I, I've told you this, you, you have a generation of women have gotten into wrestling because of you, you know, you see it w with that beautiful reaction that Kira Hogan had when, you know, even on a text, when I was just talking, she was like, oh my God, you know, Mickey James. I was like, ew, yeah, it's Mickey. But other you, people, ew. <laughs> ew, you react like that. <laughs> or even, you know, when you meet, when you meet people that aren't wrestlers, you know, and, and but they, they tell you how you've influenced them or they start crying or they start shaking. I've seen it happen, you know, with me. I've also seen it with you. And we both come around the table. We hold their hand. We and they're just like, man, this means the world to me. And that's what yeah. this is all about. And there's there's so many wrestlers that, you know, have done that. A lot of them don't get the chance. Like I didn't get the chance to see that until I went out on the indies. But like, you know, at least now, like I said, the WWE is acknowledging stuff like that and showing that stuff, which is it's so important because it, it this wrestling business is part of your journey of how yeah. you got there, whether you're, you know, become a WWE superstar or not. Tommy, uh, your nominee for female wrestler of the year. Oof, I have a lot. All right. Throw um, them out there. It doesn't have to be just one. OK, Go ahead. well, my number one, my number one till uh, the day I got no more breath. In my lungs is Mickey James. I will nominate her. Uh, her last rodeo proved her competitiveness. It started with a conversation between the two of us, and she went out there at, uh, you know, 25 years old, Mickey James, and has taken on every single woman in Impact Wrestling and has beaten them. And she's putting her career on the line uh, each and every night, even on Indies and twice on Sunday. Woo! Um, Woo! To if I can't, if I lose one match, I'm out. Think about that, Dave. If I have, if, if you came on this show and said, if I can't do, uh, I don't know, curse, or if I can't hold my tongue, go on a LaGreca rant for one show, I have to leave radio. That's when mm -hmm. Mickey James has uh, gone up there. Dave, you'd leave radio because you wouldn't be able to handle it. No, I uh, wouldn't. Be Becky Lynch wasn't a fan of heel Becky Lynch, but the man's return uh, massive fan of Becky Lynch, uh, love what she has done. And even during that run that she had, she totally, you know, reinvented herself and just, you know, that crazy fashion statement. But she was a big part of uh, this year and why we watched WWE. Uh, another person who's, you know, on top right now, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace, uh, really, really, if you, if you look about her journey, you know, forget about her weight loss journey, just her in-ring journey uh, and how great she's become. And that title means the world for her. And I wouldn't want to be her opponent on January 13th because uh, that's going to be one stiff match. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> uh, another person who's inspi inspiring the EST, Bianca Belair. Uh, one of my favorite things I said since Halloween was all the little girls dressing up like her. And another person who's so, so young in this business, and I knew it from the first time I saw her in NXT that this woman was going to be something because of her athletic ability. And then out of nowhere, guess what? She just got her pro bodybuilding card, uh, saw that oh, while that. she's on the road and, and doing all the stuff for WWE. And another person who would 
I feel should be in everybody's category, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose held on to that NXT title uh, mm-hmm. for almost an entire year. She's one week. Sh- she was what? One week, two weeks shy of it. And I mean, crushed it, reinvented herself, was was a main draw there. And she's making a lot more money since she's not there. Uh, Can you to believe it? I saw the thing the other day. She will be a mil- a self-made millionaire strictly off of her fan time, probably by next year. Um, she made five hundred half a million dollars since her release off of her fan time from subscriptions to her fan time. God bless. That's insane. My goodness. Speaking of, maybe I should sign up. In fact, I have. <laughs> What? Good for you. Good for you. Good. Also, I mean, I, I, I'll, yeah, I'll... I mean, mine's a fan club. It's different, but whatever. Go well, on. Go the other route. <laughs> yeah, it's different. But... Do you? What I always say is, <laughs> do you? Um, yeah, I'm going to throw out a couple of names that yeah that no one's mentioned yet. How about uh, Jade Cargill? You know, your TBS champion, 44 and 0, uh, was not defeated at all in 2022. So I'm going to throw uh, Jade Cargill. Uh, our, our very own Thunder Rosa. You know, was, uh, you know, AEW Women's Champion. Had, you know, one of the best matches of the year with Britt Baker. Britt Baker is somebody else you could probably throw out there extremely popular. So there's a lot of really good nominees. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors. No prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchitz. Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchitz Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Ruby Soho, who joins us here on Busted Open. Ruby, good morning, and thank you so much for the time. Good morning. I loved that intro so much. That All of it, all of the song and the Mickey James, the things that she was saying about this show. I'm just, I'm just so excited to be here. Thank you, guys. Oh, well, I'm so happy. Well, actually, it's so funny because I was going to ask you that question, and it's so Andre queued up the Ruby because I sang that earlier when we announced that you were coming yeah. on. Yeah. I wonder how many times a day she hears that song. And I actually, mainly the the times that I get it is actually when I wrestle in England. That's the song that they sing 
right. every time I go over to England. That that's that's the one. Yeah. Um, the rest of them is the obvious, you know, Ruby Soho song um, right. that I get a lot. But the, the ones that I get all the time is when I go to England. I, I hear that all the time. I love England that wrestling song. fans are amazing. So I used to also sing that song for um, Ruby Har- Hardy. Uh, when she was born. I would sing that yeah. song all the time, but it was also pretty it. popular. It's kind of close to when it came out when yeah. she was born. It was in the same timeline, mm-hmm. but it's a great. Yeah. Song. Not as yeah. great as you are, though. Aww. We're Aww. so honored Thank to you, have James. you for Women of Wednesday. There's so much to talk about. Thank you for taking time. Oh, anytime. Anytime. Any you know, season. And I want to quickly pub the fact that there is a holiday bash on Dynamite tonight, Wednesday. 8 p.m. TBS. Make sure you check it out. There's a lot of great matches, and we're going to get into those matches as well. So it's a big show tonight. Get you ready for the holiday season. And and Ruby, you've you've been kind enough to come on this show so many times. So now that we're closing in at the end of the year, how has your 2022 has been for you? What what can we expect from you in 2023? Uh, 2022 has been a roller coaster. Um, it has been me trying to kind of my kind of find my footing uh, here in AEW. Um, exactly what my role is, where I fit in, who I want to present myself as. It's and you know, obviously getting injured and being out for three months, and then kind of mentally uh, dealing with that. Which I think you know anybody on this on this panel who's wrestled before understands that r- injuries are almost more mental than they are physical, mm-hmm. um, at least for me anyway. Uh, and uh, so it's just it's been it's been a roller coaster, but I think uh, I think it's been really empowering, and um, I think that you know the best is yet to come for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is hard when you get, and you know, you got injured and you had just debuted not too long before that. I'm sure that was Mm -hmm. frustrating and we've all gone through injuries. And like you said, it is more mental, Mm -hmm. um, than physical. Obviously there's the rehab and all of those things, but Mm -hmm. we as athletes and we're used to pushing ourselves physically beyond Mm -hmm. what we think we're capable of. But mentally, when you get a setback like that, it's disheartening and it's frustrating and and especially when you were launching off the heels of debuting and like mm-hmm. really presenting yourself and having this opportunity to show who you were alone as a singles as just who ruby is um and then to be set back with an injury i'm so sure it was disheartening and it's it's hard it's really hard i don't think i think that's the things that we don't talk about enough is mm-hmm. the mental side of it because it takes yeah. a really strong human being like anybody can go out there and have amazing matches banger matches or whatever but Mm -hmm. the mental capacity of to have to go through it all of the road and feeling isolated and alone and the injuries and all that that's Mm -hmm. a journey in itself you know yeah I think when I got injured the first time my first big injury I had to have double shoulder surgery Mm -hmm. I think I I knew that that was coming like I had kind of an indication I wasn't a hundred percent sure when I was going to have to go have surgery, but I knew that that was, you know, that was, that was sooner rather than later because the, the, my shoulder injuries were 10 years old. Um, and they were just progressively getting worse. Um, I think with this one, um, with my nose being broken at all out, I think it was because it was so sudden and I had no time to prepare for it. And you got to understand that it's, 
you know, go, 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 go on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And all of a sudden it's abruptly stopped. You go home Mm -hmm. and you're not going back to work for the foreseeable future because you have to recover. You have to have surgery. You have to do this, that. And so it's such an abrupt stop with no anticipation. And I think, and it's such a change in lifestyle in such a quick period of time. So your brain has to have time to kind of get used to where you're at now and try and convince yourself, oh, I'm, I'm maybe I'm missing an opportunity that I could have had if I didn't get injured. And a lot of mental difficulty comes with that. But I think at the same time, it's super important to realize that you need those times. You need those times for things to stop so you can process mm-hmm. everything that's happened, you know, in the recent years or months or whatever. And you can really just take the time to let your body recover because my body was hurting. I mean, not even just obviously my nose, but my back was hurting. My neck was hurting. I probably wrestled more in the last year than I had probably in the four years prior to that. Right. Um, And it was tough matches with incredible women that, you know, you know, go out and put it all out there every time. So my body was hurting. So I, I think honestly, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of that, like it was needed. If I'm being honest, did you recognize that your body was hurting? Because I, you know, we work through injuries so much and we Mm -hmm. were, we, I, for me, it wasn't like say my ACL injury because Mm -hmm. I was forced to take the time back. Like I realized how calloused my body was. Mm Because I was like, all of a sudden you would have these nagging pains of they bothered you before or maybe, but you were just so used to, I got to get to the gym. Okay. We just landed in Omaha. I got to find the gym. I got to map my route for the weekend. And it's just, every week is the same. You're so in that mindset that you don't even have time to like really assess the damage or like the callus that your body has until you you're forced and your body starts to lose some of those calluses. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going like, Oh, what is this ping over here? <laughs> or what is happening over here? Why is my, yeah. why am I, do I have a pimp limp right now? What is going on <laughs> here? Like, it's up for no reason. yeah. Why did I step out of bed and everything's cracking? Everything. <laughs> I, I sound like a bowl of rice krispies right now. Like for yeah. real. Uh, it was definitely that it, it got, as soon as I got injured this last time and I stopped it, it got more noticeable, but even while I was doing it, um, even though the schedule was so crazy, I think vividly, I remember my match with Riho uh-huh. uh, during the tournament after that match was the most pain I'd been in after a match in a really long time. And I don't think it was anything. It was a very physical match. Don't get me wrong. Riho is absolutely incredible. Um, but I think it was just a buildup and it was a tournament. So I was wrestling quite a bit and, and right. moving on in the tournament. So, but like after that, I couldn't move my neck and my back was hurting so bad. It was just, it was just a pile up to where I'm like, Oh man, I, I might need some time. I might need right. some time, but like, you never know when the right time is. If you wanted to take some time away, if you yeah. wanted to take some time off, you never know because it's always in the back of your mind. Am I missing an opportunity? Am I, am I, uh, am I skipping out on something that I need to be there for that I could be doing something great with? And so it's, there's never a good time until sometimes wrestling just tells you this is the time you don't have a choice. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you look great. I realized because I went and looked, uh, I only hit you up when you are hurt. So hopefully I don't have to talk to you. I love that fact that I'm talking to you now because you look great uh, and and you're, you're firing on all cylinders. Um, And and again, when you talk about 
uh, the injury. <clears throat> I broke my nose three times. Um, I've never gotten it fixed. I have breathing problems uh, mm-hmm. when I'm sleeping. Too. When you mm-hmm. get your nose broke, besides the insane noise that it makes in your skull when it happens, because you know right away, and the amount of pain, your vision goes, your inability mm-hmm. to breathe as you're, and you still have to perform. We watched what you did on television. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, wait, she's hurt. And then, you know, how long did your broken nose take for you to be out? Three months, four months? Uh, it was about three and a half, four months. Um, I So I had actually broken my nose probably several times prior to my mm-hmm. my most recent break. Um, I had a deviated septum for a long time. Um, I could not breathe through this nostril. Whenever we got COVID tests, they would stick the Q-tip up my nose and they would get stuck. It would stop like right about here. And then they'd have to go to the other one because it was so deviated on this side. (laughs) But when I got it broken the last time, um, one, I have never felt that kind of pain before in my life. If you watch the clip back right after she knees me in the face, you can see my stomach go in because I'm, I'm literally screaming and I've never screamed out of pain before in my life. Um, because it ended up, my septum went like this. So I could not breathe out of either nostril. I had broken it. So most of this is cartilage. I had broken my nose, so which is just that little space here in two different places. And then this had just slanted entirely. My nose was so wide and across my face. So um, I'd always had trouble breathing prior to that. But then after that, I couldn't breathe out of my nose for the first two and a half months that I had. And then I had surgery and everything like that. Um, once the stints, cause they put stints in each side of your nose after surgery, once the stints came out, which is the most disgusting thing that you've ever seen in your whole life, by the way, just these long, gross things, exorcist style pulled out of your nose. Um, once they came out and I slept for the first, I slept like the dead, like gross, unattractive drool coming down my face, like slept better than I've ever slept in my entire life. Cause I could finally breathe, right. but it was a rough recovery for sure. It, that right after that, like it was, oh, it was brutal not being able to breathe out of my nose for so long. And then you know, breathing out of your mouth so much and then your your throat gets dry and that starts to close up and you can't breathe. It's just, it's crazy. Some of the things that you kind of take for granted that are just normal every day until your... it's taken away from you. I love the fact of, and this is total wrestler brain. I can't breathe out of one side of nose or get the COVID test. So just put it on the other side. <laughs> it it's on the fine. Other side. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. I just keep yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. They avoided how- this side. Cause it was, it had nose rings in it. So they tried this side and I was like, no, no, no. They're like, you have really small nostrils. I was like, no, no, no. It's just <laughs> it's broken just as hell. Broken. So just, just go over here, go to the nose ring side. <laughs> I look forward. I, it's so funny because we didn't even flinch on the fact like, oh yeah, she can't breathe out of one side of her nose because I can't breathe out of one side of my nose. I remember when I had my, the last time I had my nose broken and I filmed the whole thing of like where they reset it and put it back mm-hmm. in place. And, um, but I still can't, it's crazy. And I look forward to having the surgery one day when I stop wrestling mm-hmm. to where, to fix my nose so I can breathe out of it again, because mm-hmm. apparently that's what it's for yeah. is for breathing and smelling. It's, yeah. You're, you're shocked to realize that it's not just there for aesthetics, you know? Yes. Yes. I have a hard time <laughs> swallowing sometimes, but if I turn my head to the left, the food goes down. I'm fine. I don't need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's for real. 
I mean, come on, guys. I got two doctors right here saying this is normal. It's totally fine. Oh, Ruby, I got to ask you a question. As you know, uh, Mickey James has put her career on the line and her last rodeo. If she has to lose a match and I know you're friends with her, you call her legend. If you had to wrestle Mickey James, would you want to be that person to beat her? Oh my gosh. That, I can't even explain to you like the honor I would feel from something like that. Like I, I'm not even kidding. Tell me you said it. Like I, can't say the word Mickey James without saying the word legend after it. Me and Liv did it all the time. Mickey James oh, legend. It just, it's just, a, it's her full name, actually. In our lives, it's her full name. Mickey James legend. Until my um, I have, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, I just, honestly, Mickey, I have so much respect for you. I, all the respect in the world. And we've gotten to step into the ring, uh, you know, just, just, just once. We were, we were team, uh, teammates a couple times, mm-hmm. which was some of the most fun I've ever had, by the way. I still have Being my up. pictures of us in the netting. <laughs> Of like the thing backstage of all of us. <laughs> but just being squad. on a corner and being on a corner with you and your commentary always made me laugh. Always. <laughs> um, but you know, just that one time that I, I got to step into the ring with you in that gauntlet match we had years ago. Uh, and it was in your hometown. I do remember that um, was, was such an honor. And I was, I was so nervous. I'm so nervous when your music hit, but I, I anything in in that nature just to be able to wrestle you in a singles match would be an absolute honor so um so yeah I just I I that would be unbelievable well you're amazing too and I appreciate you saying that I love you so much you and like honestly when you guys started that whole and I'll sit because this was you know then but like when you guys started doing the Mickey James legend I would I remember (laughs) always and I still to this day, like, I don't know why I shrink <laughs> down like, oh, like this, yeah. because you don't feel we don't we downplay ourselves so much because that's mm-hmm. what we've been taught and programmed to do with like whatever. So when you all would say it, it made my heart so full. But at the same time, I still felt so undeserving of the title. Yeah. Right. Because when you say yeah. legend me, I think Ric Flair, I think sensational Sherry, I think people that I idolize. So it's just mm-hmm. like one of those things but the fact that you all would even look at me in that light and that I got to share a locker room with you all and I saw you guys um and because I knew you from like Chikara and like from these different Mm -hmm. things of getting to meet you out there and then to see you all you know you especially because I saw you on the independent scene prior yeah and -hmm. then to see you come and get your dream and be able to live it and watch you blossom and the people just start to gravitate. Like it was so special. It was so special. And it was like in a seat that I never expected to be sitting in. And the Mm -hmm. fact that you all like just had so much love and respect for me in the locker room, it just Mm -hmm. meant a lot to me. It really, really, and I I didn't hold that lightly. I know we all joked around and my commentary on the apron has always been one of my favorite things because favorite I enjoy thing. getting people to like loose because everybody takes it so seriously and they're like 100 so, so it would force them to relax it would force mm-hmm. them to just that's what house shows are for live events yeah. it would force people to just go like wait what like what's yeah. happening oh wait you know? wrestling's supposed to be fun oh, what do you mean right. wait what Ruby you had a legendary comeback yourself recently massive pop for your return the people love you and they do they love you they do uh we love you here but you have an amazing fan base uh from your debut in aew but now 
so much for your return. What's uh, next? What do you got? I mean, we got a whole new year. And like I said, you look great. You're in a great mental place and a great physical mm-hmm. place. Your, your wrestling's always been so great. So what do you got going on? Um, so this year, uh, this, this comeback, that comeback meant a lot to me, you know, it was in Indianapolis and I am, a, you know, a Hoosier, um, and those fans are, are always so wonderful to me. Um, and I'm so, so grateful. And, uh, I, I really think this year I, I, I know that it might be, might be cliche to talk about, but I just, I really want to focus on me. Um, I have, you know, spent a lot of, you know, my career, uh, trying to do my best uh, to help some of the younger girls or, or girls that I'm teamed up with. And, and, and I've, I've loved absolutely every second of it. Um, but I'm starting to realize that I, I really need to, to get some steam behind myself and, and really focus on myself in order to be able to help more girls. So, um, and, and which is, you know, at the end of the day, what I, what I want to do, how I want to end my career, but I really need to, put some emphasis on me and really, really turn everything up a notch and show everybody, you know, why I came to AW in the first place, you know, why those fans were excited to see me at all out when I debuted, why the Indianapolis fans were excited to see me when I came back. Like I, I, I have a lot to prove, I think, um, in the sense of just of, of myself. So that's, you know, that's what the next year is going to be all about. I think. I love it. I, I think that's important. And, you know, you've always been so good with your time here on Busted Open. And I want to give you your flowers as well because you mentioned Mickey, and Mickey is definitely a legend. But you're a legend as well. And the fact that oh, how, you make people, how you make people feel, you know, in the locker room, but also your fans. Like, you know, uh, people do appreciate you. And your hard work and your injuries isn't for nothing. Like, you you coming back and making this comeback, it, it's meant a lot. And I'm sure you know that you're an influence on a lot of your fans. And uh, I think it's important to to understand that, that you need to understand that. And I'm glad that you're going to take some time for you because I think that's very important. Yeah. Guys, my heart. And it's <laughs> time for you to go out there and be champion. Yes, ma'am. Yes. See, Mickey James legend wait. said it. So, yes, so it needs to time. happen. Yeah. It needs to happen. <laughs> Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. 
the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.